Well, today is called the Solemnity of Corpus Christi. Today is Corpus Christi Sunday. And so what is Corpus Christi Sunday? Corpus Christi is a Latin term that means body of Christ. And so today is the day that we celebrate the fact that Jesus physically and literally comes to us in this sacrament on this altar, his body, blood, soul, and divinity. Not a symbol, but truly the God of the universe about to be present on this altar. And this truth of the church is the most crucial thing we believe. In fact, the church says that this is the source and the summit of our belief. The source and the summit, meaning it is where our faith comes from. This is what makes us the Catholic Church, this is what makes church, church, is this moment that we are about to perform. And the reason I emphasize that is because this is what we're supposed to focus everything on when it comes to our beliefs. Everything should go back to Jesus on this altar. This is what matters most. This is what makes us Catholic. And this is important to know because I grew up Catholic. I was baptized in the church as a baby. I was confirmed in eighth grade. And then I, when I then went to high school, I started really questioning, why am I Catholic? Why am I part of this faith? Because I didn't choose it initially. Yes, I was confirmed, but didn't know what was happening at that point. I just showed up and something happened, right? And so I started asking, why am I Catholic? Why participate in this one? Because as I journeyed through high school and I had many friends that weren't Catholic, I started checking out their different churches. So I went to the local Lutheran church. I went to my local Baptist church, the non-denominational church. And I started asking, why not these faiths? And in fact, when I went to those other communities, at times I felt more fed. And as I remember saying to my family, to my friends, oh my gosh, I'm more fed at this place, so why not go there more? Why not go to that church? And so I started asking, what makes church, church? It's a very important question. Why not go somewhere else? And I started realizing the places I felt fed was one of three things, if not all of them, in these other communities. It was either I feel really fed by the preaching, I feel really fed by the community. I feel very fed by the music. And so that was where I started searching, and that's where I started going, is wherever I found those things the best. The best music, or the best preaching, or the best community. And so the question is, is that what actually makes church, church? Well, if church is defined by community, and how good it is, well, you don't really need to go to a church to experience community. You can go to the VFW or to Starbucks, or if you got some good friends at Costco, you can go to Costco and get great community. And so if church is defined by community and that's where I'm most fed, well, I don't need a physical location. I don't need this place at all. I can go to those other places and get better community, maybe. And if church is defined by what I thought at the time of music, well, I don't need to come here to get good music. I can go to some concert. Right? If I'm going to gauge my experience of God based on the music, then I should go to maybe a concert, and if we just attach the name of Jesus to it, well, then maybe we've got church. 
But that doesn't define church. And in fact, when I started saying I'm fed by the preaching, well, by definition, I can very easily stay at home in my pajamas and open my computer and go to YouTube and type in great preaching. Just type that into Google, press enter to YouTube, and you're going to find some amazing preachers, some very gifted people. And you can be fed right there. And those things do feed us, community, music, and preaching. But those things, one of those three, do not define church. Because if they do, then you don't need to be Catholic. You don't need to be any sort of organized religion. You can sit at home. And in fact, if I'm a dad with a wife and I've got five kids, well, if I'm a really good preacher and my kids all play music and we're like the Osmonds or like the Partridge family, and we've got great music, we've got a great preacher, and we've got community. We are church. We are organized. We're our own organized religion. We don't need anyone else. I don't know about you, but that, right? I don't think that makes church church. In fact, we don't need anyone else is a very self-centered idea. The fact that I don't need anyone else in order to make it. That's not true. We all know that. And so what makes church church is the only thing that Jesus did when he worshiped God, which was this moment on the altar. We just heard it. He took bread and said, this is my body given up for you. He took the chalice, said, this is my blood given up for you. Eat it. That is how God, Jesus Christ, worshiped God. So that's what makes church church. And nowhere else in the world can you receive this Eucharist. Nowhere else in the world. And in fact, most of my life, this host, even as I grew up Catholic, I thought was a strict symbol. I did not know that the church actually taught that we believe this actually changes because right now, this is just a piece of bread. That's all this is. This is wheat and water, nothing else in here. Just a simple piece of bread. I can throw this on the ground, I can step on it right now if I guess. It's just bread and water and wheat. Um, it's nothing else, just bread. But we claim in our faith that the moment an ordained priest who was ordained by a bishop, a guy named Bishop Malloy in my case, who was ordained by a bishop before him, who was ordained by a bishop before him, and a bishop before him, going back for 2,000 years, directly back to one of the first 12 apostles, who Jesus said to them, you can do this, you can forgive sins, you can turn this bread and wine into my very body, because I was ordained by a man who's connected back to those apostles, the second I pray over this bread and wine, it actually changes into God. Not a metaphor, not a symbol, but truly Jesus Christ. And the reason I say this is because we must recognize this. Before this sunk into even my brain, I didn't really care about church. And we have to say, did Jesus Christ really mean that? Because they say that, in our Catholic faith, they've done studies that about only 20% of people who go to church actually believe it's truly Jesus Christ. The other 80 would say it's a symbol. And it's a good question. Jesus Christ said, this is my body, but many would say, does it represent? Right? Maybe he just meant it like in a symbolic way. But it is the only time in the scriptures where people truly challenge what he just said. When Jesus Christ said, I am the vine, you are the branches, nobody piped in and said, whoa, are you really like a physical vine? 
and we're like branches attached to you. No. They understood that that was symbolism. It was an analogy. When Jesus Christ said, I am the door, you must pass through me in order to enter eternal salvation, no one piped in and said, wait a second. Are you a physical door? Like a wooden door we got to somehow open you and enter through? No, no one said that. They understood. That again is a symbol to make a point. And so people said, open that up for us. But they didn't say, are you truly saying that? But when Jesus Christ said, this is my body, this is my blood, they came to him and they said, how can you give us your physical flesh to eat and your blood to drink? And Jesus did not say it's just a symbol, it's just a metaphor. No, he said, amen, I say to you, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life. And it says they quarreled among themselves and they said, yes, but how can you do this? How can you give us, again, they said, your flesh and your blood. And Jesus, again, did not say it's a symbol. He said, Amen, I say to you, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life. And then what did those people do who said, how is this possible? They walked away. And they said, I don't need him. Jesus did not say, hey guys, get back here. It's just a symbol. He let them go and he turned to his apostles and he said, are you going to leave too? And they said, Lord, you have the words of eternal life. So where else would we go? So Jesus did not back down from his teaching. This is my body, given up for you in just a few moments. And so if we want to be fed, which we should want to be fed, this is where it's going to happen. If this is strictly a symbol, then this is just acting. I am just a performer in a show. And if it's just a show, then I should entertain you. And if it's not being entertained, you're not entertained, you should leave. It's a performance. But it's not. This is a prayer to God, where bread and wine become God. And so let us not be afraid to fully participate in the words that are said at Mass. And then the second you receive that Eucharist, actual God entering your body to feed you, not just an intellectual need, but actually become one with you, then go back to your pew. As I say, or the minister, body of Christ, give a firm amen, I believe. And if it's difficult, Lord, help my unbelief. Only He can deepen that truth. Nothing I say can convince it. Only the Lord can. And then when you go back to your pew, close your eyes and truly pray. Don't be looking around and thinking, what's that person wearing? What are they doing? Oh, look at that guy over there, this lady over there. No, just close your eyes and pray. Thank God for that gift of the Eucharist. For this is where we are fed. This is what makes us Catholic. This is where God worshiped. And this is where we must worship Him. And in just a moment, He's going to transform our lives by transforming our very body and blood and soul with His body, blood, soul, and divinity.